the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Liberty in America is under assault. We no longer live in a reality that includes property rights. We're no longer the kings of our own castle. We no longer enjoy the true benefits of capitalism. Instead, we're negotiating our rights with our own government. This isn't how our country was founded. These aren't the ideas of our founders. It's time to seize back our country. This is the Liberty Hour, where these important issues will be discussed for the sake of America's future. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Constitution in the other, here's your host, Sean Thompson. This is the Liberty Hour, Florida extravaganza, as this show is taped due to the fact I am in exile trying to make a living in a much, much better state. Which, by the way, Macbeth, yeah. did you hear the news? What's Apparently, that? due to loin lottery winners and hermaphrodites, I am to self-quarantine upon my return, oh. if there should be one. So if, now, so if you come back, if I come back, and I say that with your presence, I say that very seriously, and I have already discussed this with the missus who holds all the cards to assets. Yeah, and the way that I did that is, if I have to not work when I get back to Illinois for fourteen days, yeah. I'm far better off staying in Florida and, and working. working. Yeah. So I mean, I'm. This is the quandary. That free men and, and people who are capitalists and people who are not on the PPP and the PPU and the government cheese that conservatives philosophically try to wrap an excuse around welfare. I've got the solution for you. It's the Frank Morris solution. Frank right? Morris. Yeah, the guy who escaped from Alcatraz, right? Sure, I like you it. create a wax head with real human hair from the barber shop, right? And you put a dummy on the plane 14 days ahead of when you expect to be back. Oh, I like that. And then, then yeah, you say I was back two weeks ago. So the way that they they are going to monitor you is through this misuse of of regulation as law through this contact tracing. And we saw it early on when the people protested for the opening of Illinois. How within twelve hours they yeah. knew who they were, where they traveled, yep, everything, all without their permission, because there's a loophole in this contact tracing ordinance, which is not a law that they can pretty much surveil you. Yeah, and, and just wait, because this is all wrapped in the guise of altruism. Oh, um, just wait until Apple and yeah. Verizon and oh, AT&T listen. and all the phone companies get in on it, and then, you know, you're, you're just pretty much tracked. Stalin killed 80 million people in, in the name of altruism. I guess them tracking my cell phone isn't the worst thing that could happen, right? Yeah, and even they stayed where they were and worked. Philosophically, the same party was the Stalin Soviets and the Chicago Democrat. And I'm referring, you know, when I say that, that encompasses that portly Pritzker, Pugsley. I mean, can you imagine? He's the reason I didn't want a boy. I'm dead serious. The idea that uh... I would give, that the fruit of my (laughs) loins would turn out to be that teapot 
sickened me so much I prayed for girls. Well, you just don't leave your kids everything. That's the key. What a right? half man yeah. coward. How much man. how much better of a human being would JB Pritzker be if he had been left fifty thousand dollars? Oh, about, and well, he actually had to work for I'll for bet his you life. he could fit in a thirty four pant, number one. Yeah. Yeah. Just wait till they uh, make the statues and we all face a brass shortage. What do you think him and that uh that chubbly he's married to says when they get ready? How do I look? You think they have the audacity to ask each other? That? Oh no, I think they just assume the worst and so move ridiculous. on. But anyway, yeah, that's what I do. So that is the quandary of to if I come back or not. Now here's the other thing: I've got three people, fans of the show, that have contacted me. I'm meeting one. I'm meeting another one in two weeks. So obviously, my predictions of a mass exodus of free-thinking Americans was right. I mean, people, yeah. even my even my family. Who they never leave. You got to understand. We live within three blocks of five family members. Yeah, they're all. This is the topic of discussion. We didn't spend the Fourth of July in town. Um, you know, my one daughter went to Michigan. My other daughter stayed with me. We all went out of state for the day. I mean, it's 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 like you can't even stay here anymore in conscience and feel good about the day. So that's that's why I will not probably be returning and we will have to work out some live broadcast from the deck of one Dan Prof's mansion that I sold at a very unmansion like price Ooh. or I, I acquired for him. I was going to say. Oh, he's winning big. Yeah. yeah. Complaining the whole way. <laughs> now, turnabout is fair play, so I'm going to do a little Dan Prof complaining. Today is Wednesday. We hide nothing from the fans of the Liberty Hour. Now it's Wednesday and it's uh, 9.37 a.m. And the, I'm on my second cigar. <laughs> and the reality is, this is from the Elmhurst Cigar House broadcast tape. And on my way here, I listen to the morning show. It is one of the two shows I can still tolerate. And even then, I have my arguments. Now, here's why I have my arguments. I don't like the modern-day Republican, which is the 1960s Democrat, pretending to be conservative, justification of government welfare, in the idea that somehow we are entitled to it, in the same fashion the Marxists calling themselves Democrats pretend to be entitled to all the social engineering they do, right? So I reject both of it. That being said, obviously, I want Donald Trump to win this cycle. What However, other option is there? There's none. However... I'm disgusted at the idea we're going to do another round of this PPP, this fraud that was sold through a, a form of patriotism that is the most un-American of all monetary policies. This idea that first the government can shut us down, number one, which is wrong from step one. Yep. Number two, that they can buy your complacency by giving you your future earnings either yours or your generations yet to be un, yet to be yeah, born because it's so ridiculous yeah, it's not even our kids it's our great grandkids by the yeah. time they get done fudging the numbers and it's sickening to me right so dan prof today had stephen moore on and you know stephen moore is someone i normally truly disagree with because i've watched him flip from a capitalist to a keynesian and it's made me sick but now he's flipping back i think because he's preparing himself in case trump loses he could say see I was a, the one capitalist in the administration. Right. I wasn't selling you this Keynesianism. But whatever, I'll take it for a minute or for a day. So Dan was saying it's a takings issue, the Fifth Amendment. The government shut you down, therefore you're entitled. And in theory, the very smart, brilliant Dan Proft is 100% correct. In principle, yeah. In principle. But there's that's not what really happened. 
as we are living in the reality of corporatism, as we saw these connected companies, these connected lawyers and lobbyists, that's who got the money. The mom and pops, the people who were truly affected, they didn't get the money. It was rushed to the door, and if you knew the guy standing there at the velvet rope, congratulations, you're in Studio 54. That's the reality of how it worked, and that's the reality of how all socialism works. That's why Chicago Democrats have a mafia, because they're paying off their friends, their wife's moron cousin with the cork on his fork at Thanksgiving. Anybody who's got a guy gets it. Anybody who doesn't, you stand on the window banging on it. Well, there's another show I produced. Right when the PPP money ran out, All right. right, we had the idea we were going to go ahead and find somebody who got the money and somebody who didn't get the money. We're going to interview each of them in a segment and see what the differences in their experience were, what what they went about, try to find the, the reason why somebody wouldn't get the money and somebody else would. Yeah. Guess what? We weren't able to find anybody who got the money. Well, I know people that did get the money. I do, too. But, but they I know weren't small why they businesses. got the money. Their attorneys, their lawyers, connected their with bankers the banks. were connected right. in one form or another with the powers that be. Right. It's, That's not the story we were looking for. No, that was the only story out there. Why do you think only XKGB from Russia are millionaires and billionaires? Why? Because we're corrupt as a, as a species. The only thing that fights that corruption is the absolute and total righteousness of unbiased law. When you pass things, when you create programs that have one guy in charge in the name of Steve Mnuchin, who is an ex-banker, it's those connections that if you have them, you'll get the money. If you don't, you will whistle Dixie in vain. Can I say that, or is Dixie now racist? Oh, I don't know, man. I think you might get canceled for that. The Dixie Chicks dropped Dixie but kept Chicks, which I'm fine with. Well, that's, that's racist and sexist. I like it. Now they could call themselves the Portly Chicks. Well, have you seen them? Could have called themselves that before. They look like, like they were on a them. cruise with you. At least the, the frontliner was, uh, you know, my type. Two out of three at best. That's all I give the Dixie <laughs> Chicks. Anyway. That one's got uh, the eyes too far apart. Yeah, forget it. Yeah, like a lizard, like a geico. <laughs> the um, thing is, Dan was right in principle, wrong in defending the notion that we as so-called anti-socialists... Yeah would sit idly by. Well, the point is that it never should have happened in the first place. Right. And now that it has, what do you do? Right. And the other point that Dan's arguing, and he's arguing it from the position of, of righteousness, if the government's going to shut you down, they owe you something. Yeah. And I agree with that. Well, now I think if, if the individual politicians are going to shut you down, they yeah. owe you something. But you see how convoluted socialism gets? Rather than in the first step when they said, we're going to shut you down, we st- should have stood up and said, not on my watch, buckaroo. No but kidding. I can't do it all myself because the door was open. Nobody came in. Yeah. Nobody came in. Just me and a cup of coffee and some fine cigars. The occasional recorded show. It's the beauty of owning a cigar store. If you go out of business, you could smoke your inventory. That's true. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. See that fatso? Even when you shut me down, I win in the end. I thought you were talking to me for a second. No, talking to JB. I also respond to fatso. I mean, I'm telling you, there's no way with his arms he can reach those spots that are necessity. (laughs) We'll be back after these messages. This is the Liberty Hour. Recorded still better than most. You are listening to the Liberty Hour. Just this is a pre-recording. If you care to participate in the show, you're going to have to wait till I'm there live. Welcome back to the Liberty Hour. My name is Sean Thompson with Loyal McBeth. Although you, you, you know, you, you're one of those guys. You act like this is a hard job for you. I almost wish the people could see you. 
food stain on the shirt, cigarette in the kisser. There's no food stain on the shirt. This shirt is clean, man. All right, those must be past stains. Yeah, anyway, you know, it's from this is how week. we should do every show. We got to figure out how to put a camera in here. Leather Let the people come and, uh, in, right? Like a live uh, variety show. Kind of like Carol Burnett without the talent. Why do I feel like this is a setup for me to run your store while you live in Florida and appear on a TV screen? Damn it. Yeah. Got I'm me. not stupid. All right. Wish you were a little dumber. And, and I'd be yeah. a little more tan. So does my wife. Yes, indeed. They all do. Um, so, speaking of dumb, you know, we've been making fun of, for the last three weeks, the shot totals in the Democrat utopia and the greatest example of all Democrat policy known as well, the corruption hub, Chicago Mafia, Chicago. We haven't been making fun of the totals of people being shot we've been making fun of the idea that it's just utterly ignored by people with ulterior political motives well we found the case of in this in this time of upheaval and race baiting and and you know using the race card all of a sudden there's a quietness aside from the new police superintendent which you almost have to feel sorry for this oh, boy yeah man. you do he doesn't know what he's doing. I mean, I get it. Who's he's begging no? now. I don't even know his name, and it doesn't matter. He'll be gone by the time you learn it. He's well, he'll be scapegoated by the literally time. Literally begging. Their new plan to stop to stop the drug war yeah. and the territory fight that this is it's that we pretend it's like a little street gang appeal to the hearts and minds of the gang members. This is Amazon and Walmart of the drug world, baby. That's yeah. what this is. Some multi-billion-dollar companies going to war. The only difference is they don't have corporate lawyers. They can't sue each other and go to a judge. Right. The only way they win is take each other out. I don't know this day and age. I bet they could sue each other. Wouldn't that be something? We're about um, ten years away from that, kid. Oh, I think that's uh, that's pretty optimistic. Which you know, hey, if you're gonna, I mean, has there been a bigger failure, trillion-dollar, sixty-year war than the drug war? Unmitigated failure. Now you've created arguably the war on poverty, but yes, that's good. Yeah. But you, but the drug war has more. I would argue more, more secret money, more yes. damage, and more ramifications of destruction to a to a civilization. Yeah, there's actual laws being broken. The war it's, on poverty is just bad policy. Yeah, you just perpetuate poverty. Is, is you know the CIA working I with mean, the cartels and that's just ridiculous. and this is not just because i'm watching queen of the south on, on netflix which by the way <laughs> it's man, a great I'll show tell you what it's wonderful it really is good anyway um it's just the reality of it we can't you know it's amazing to me we can't look back at something that is clearly a failure and admit that it's a failure we all have that teenage girl syndrome where they're never wrong even when they're caught in the lie they still refuse to say they're sorry or will do better that's called the american government now no, like a bunch of teenage yeah. girls that's what it is. Yeah. And um, when you look back at cities like Chicago, when you look at New York, when you see the massive increase in shootings and you see the pandering politician, most of whom ironically subscribe to the Marxist Democrat philosophy that built these ghettos, when you see them beg for decency after they've paid people to lose their decency, yeah. I can't help but laugh. Yeah. Are you actually, listen, superintendent, we flew you in. Where is he from, this guy? I don't even know. I honestly don't know. I know the guy with the mustache who looked like he was parted at the uh, fan club for the Bears in the 80s. The Bears. Oh, yeah, yeah. That dimwit. He was from California. I can't remember. His oh. Name. From, New, from yeah, California. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So this guy comes in and replaces him, and he's going to do the job. And, right. you know, obviously when you're in an administration that hires based on race and sexuality, you're not going to get the best man for the job or the best person for the job or the best job. You're going to have to suffer in mediocrity while you're pretending to be virtuous. That's what affirmative action is. It's, so It's a possibility. That's what he is, and he they pulled this poor guy in here. They gave him a... I don't think he has the suit yet, right? Because he didn't go through the academy. He's got to show up in his Brooks Brothers. I don't know. Yeah, it's a Brooks Brothers. And um, he's pleading now. So the Chicago superintendent is pleading for decency. Yeah. Among, historically, people of such low caliber, they value life at nothing, and that's how they fire into blind homes and cars, and they could care less. They kill kids. They don't care. Right. Yeah. You think all of a sudden there's remorse? I think I'll turn myself in. There was some collateral damage that I didn't intend. And for anybody thinking it's the entire area, it's just not. No, of it's course. A tiny, it's a tiny little portion of people who, and this will show you, right? This is a, a small, um, degenerate band can absolutely ruin a decent society for the vast majority of people. But what's what what perpetuates the ruination of it is when you have a dimwit like Beetlejuice, Mayor Beetlejuice, yeah. who comes out and is blaming guns we're still doing this yeah calling for common sense gun reform yeah, i mean right. I, I, obviously we, we don't already have that right she doesn't understand the law-abiding people always are going to be law-abiding yeah they'll it, jump through the hoops so if a felon already illegally owns a gun and you pass a law that says it's slightly more illegal for him to own that gun, he's going to turn that in, right? I mean, here, let's do this. so stupid. Why don't we have a Republican alternative or a suggestion? I don't know. Are there any Republicans left? I don't think there are. Not but, in the city. I mean, real Republicans. Let's, let's do it not this way. Not any with a chance. A, a, a fiscally different, because they're not conservative, right. a fiscally different Democrat calling himself a Republican, Republican could maybe suggest, yeah. why don't we round up or go through the logs? of all of the people you've caught in these shootings. And I want to know what is the percentage of how many of them are FOIT card holders mm, and concealed question. carry. Wouldn't that be an interesting little roundup? See, because criminals, they don't care about laws. That's what makes them criminals. And yeah, this idea kind of that they don't choose to be a criminal is, I think, the, the, the beginning step, the hopscotch of deception. Well, where you have to jump over that. But see, the thing is, there's actually some truth to that. And if you think of why, right, we've had how many decades of Democratic rule in Chicago, right? It's one of the most segregated cities, economically and racially, yeah. in the entire country. Yeah, one, right? one and district, 80% of revenue. The reason, talking to Mike, the reason they, uh, <laughs> the reason they, they, don't want to fix these issues is the same reason any politician doesn't want to fix issues is because they lose the issue when there's a solution it's no longer an issue to run for office on right so if you keep convincing people oh yeah we're your friend we're your friend we're your friend but oh by the way this situation that we've developed for the last 45 years is essentially what you're trapped in then 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 you say oh it's not your fault and they go well yeah it's not my fault it's your fault but it they really built the motel that, that you can't get out of there's no right. question about it but Ultimately, we can justify the choice of those people that make those choices. I can justify that choice. Yes. Had I lived in that era or that that section with that lack of opportunity yeah. and where my parents were paid to be bad people 
and where my family was paid to be bad people. I'm sorry, are we pretending welfare doesn't do that? Because that's what welfare is. They pay you not to be a good person. Well, it's not so much that they pay you not to be a good person. They pay you not to produce. Exactly. Well, that's not being a good person in my book, right? So they pay you for that. So I could justify the bad choices. I could. I could understand that, hey, given that scenario, you want the Range Rover, you want that fame, how do you do it? You get in the game. Well, it's I understand that. I'm not a moron. Yeah, it's possible to empathize and also call people to account. Those are not mutually exclusive. But you can, right. But you, you have to never give, give it a pass to that choice. Right. There are wonderful people that come out of those situations. In fact, I'd say they're, most of the people don't go into the game. But the ones that do destroy it for all. Yeah. So you have choices to make. Destroy the game, and I don't mean through this phony drug war where you're simply using the money and the profits from it and seizing territory. Either destroy it by legalizing it, and I know that's very controversial. God forbid we implement freedom. Or, because in a free society you have the right to be a scumbag. That's hard for people to understand. Or, stop paying for bad behavior. So tie it to the bad behavior. I've always said this. Can you imagine if you said any any family member caught with a felony loses all benefits for his immediate family for two generations? You would turn these ghettos into Disney World overnight because they'd have a choice to make. If I get caught with a felony, my immediate family for two generations cannot receive welfare. You'd be tying good behavior to a policy where you want people to be subservient to you. Because that's what you really want when you implement welfare. You don't want achievement. You want subservience. And you get to use them as a weapon against all others. We'll be back after these messages. This is the Liberty Hour. My name is Sean Thompson. The only difference is I'm not live, but you'll enjoy it just the same. And you'll also enjoy the fact I'm in Florida walking around with a sunburn. So we have a litany of topics to discuss. And when I tape the show, we really don't use clips. It's really kind of a unusual thing. We just sit in my cigar store and we have a conversation. I know. We can if you want one. Why mess up? I should have turned my mic on before starting to talk. And the flow. Um, I kind of want to stick with with the light foot for a little while. Because one thing's for certain, the success and achievement doesn't happen. What changes in, in, in the Democrat mafia capital known as Chicago is the definition of success and achievement, right? So the people just lower their expectations rather than demand performance from Democrat politicians, especially when they're part of the machine. So that's why all of a sudden we can look fondly upon an unmitigated failure like Rahm Emanuel. We can look fondly and long for the days of that almost conservative Daly family, also known as the one of the five mobster families that built the very corruption we hate. It always has sickened me as Republicans were able to look at the Dailies and say, ah, they weren't that bad. No, they were worse than that bad. That's where this this framework this iron foundation of corruption was built under those scum bags. That's where it existed. How they were the architects, the developers, and the cement company that built this prison. We are now pretending is somehow not a corrupt bastion. 
and that it's normal for these politicians to be interwoven with crime and fraud and abuse and the Mel's and the go through your own recollection. Danny Davis, all of them, these these from the 50 thieves called aldermen all the way up to the, the, the state representatives. It's just unbelievable that this is tolerated in a modern society. This 19th century mafia, we pretend are Democrats. But um, the call for more money has always been the consistent answer. And what you're seeing now is so unbelievably visually ironic to me that it's obvious they are not going to let the, 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 the Marxist group inside the crime family known as the teachers union, they are not going to let schools open. They are fighting to not let them open. They are indifferent to the realities of this flu. They are almost disappointed by the lack of fatalities when you put it in the perspective of amounts of numbers of deaths compared to population. When you look at the fact that over the last three weeks, as they're saying that there has been spikes in these other states, that they are fractions of Cook County deaths and um, illnesses. When you take into account that California, who has never released the chokehold on their citizens, have kept them under house arrest, has numbers that are leading states like Florida and Texas, yet it's just not reported in Arizona. So they are not affected by reality. They are not affected by statistics or data. They are simply going on this philosophy of their iron-fisted totalitarianism as they are right and we are wrong. They make the rules and we will abide. They tell us how to live and we step and fetch. They have flipped us into the very slaves they pretend to be horrified that there was ever slavery in this country as they have become the slave masters. So now they are not going to allow children to go back to school or fighting not to allow them to. At the same time, they're asking for the public to fund more money per pupil. How is this not just left out of society? How is this tolerated? How is there not a mass call for the absolute d destruction of the teachers union in Chicago? Well, especially given the fact that private schools spend far less money and Half. get a much better result. Half. And, and you're begging for more money. But if you just made some reasonable concessions on your absurd retirement packages and, and the rules associated with what level of uh, income they draw from, you get an administrative position for the last six months of your, it, of your and tenure. And like multi-million. It's just Double so your pension. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. ridiculous. Right? So this has been the longest commercial for Liberty Real Estate Services because <laughs> if you're going to take this, you're a pigeon. You're the sucker they were looking for. Or you've somehow wrapped your head around it to where you're benefiting from it. And one thing is for certain, you can tie these last two segments together. Because these kids killing other kids, these kids with absolute disregard for human life and society in general, you spent $16,000 a year to pretend you educated them. These are the very kids. These are the products of that school system that they use as a baton against society. I mean. Can those things not be connected except on AM radio on 560 The Answer? You do realize these schools are producing these murderers. I'm sorry, 
That's how you do it. You do realize well, the war on poverty is pr- are producing these murderers. They're certainly doing nothing to instill a sense of uh, ethics or or you know quality human existence in these kids. You know what the cherry on the Sunday is, don't you? I just heard Willie Wilson ask for reparations. On top of Willie it all, Wilson? Willie Wilson wants to give another check. At least I think that's what he was saying. He's hard to follow. He wrote himself uh, what a. a $5 million, $5 million check million to check run against to his, Dick Durbin. To his own At which time, candidacy. Dick Durbin said, <laughs> for 500000 I would have pretended to represent you. You don't stand a chance, right. kid. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you could have saved yourself 90% of that money, Willie. Uh, All right, listen, I've had a good time. We'll be back after these messages. More riveting radio. You are listening to the Liberty Hour. Just this is a pre-recording. If you care to participate in the show, you're going to have to wait till I'm there live. Welcome back to the Liberty Hour. This is a taped show, and I'm taping it from the Elmer Cigar House. On my way to uh, my offices in Florida, the Liberty Real Estate headquarters in Naples, Florida. Coincidentally, the Elmhurst Cigar House is in Elmhurst. Yes, it is. Elmhurst, Illinois. And I'm watching on Fox Business that we have on here, Omar, her take on the economic system of America. We must dismantle the system of oppression. Are you? Capitalism. Are you insane? You realize she's talking about capitalism. How this moron was elected just goes to show you Socrates, Socrates, was right when he said, Democracies fail because idiots vote. I'm bringing him to today's verbiage, but that's what he meant. That's essentially a good paraphrasing. Who voted for this idiot? A lot of Somalis. She's, she's, you know, she's. The she's, whole reason they came here is because we're not socialists. No, that's you the stupid son of a dog. That is the perfect depiction of a democracy. She is representative of her constituents. Morons, 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 and it's 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 an upsetting thing. Because we're losing this battle of freedom versus tyranny. We're losing this battle of capitalism versus, it's not even socialism, it's communism with collars. That's what it is. It's sickening to me as we sit on the precipice of another shutdown by these frauds calling themselves politicians, which nobody took a vote on how, gee, should they have the power to seize everyone's business, everyone's freedom? It's bad enough we get pulled off into the weeds, mask or no mask, and the stupidity of mask wearing. And the conflation that goes with it. That's the thing, is that if you don't wear a mask, you're a a Trumpian, um, you're a racist somehow. Whatever, anything that, this is the thing about simpletons, right? Anybody who doesn't agree with something they say, doesn't agree with everything they say in their mind. And And there's no room for nuance. It's so infuriating, you lose that fundamental perspective of the issue and you react to the abuse and you know that's how wars start man it really is because i have to One tell you is, this yeah. morning waiting for you to get here yeah i'm flying out in a couple hours and i, I want to eat before i go i go to the same restaurant i go to all the time i know the girl who owns it i sure. know her mother they're wonderful people it's nice to have a spot and i was there when they hired this little punk kid who's a, a hybrid waiter I order my breakfast burrito. I walk in to pay. Oh, you can't come in with a mask. Well, I won't come in. Bring it to the door then, stupid. Here, but I'm not putting a mask on. Yeah. Right? I mean, this is just how I feel. But instead, you know, they're all looking at me and, you know, which I love because I like the attention. You are narcissistic. Let's be honest. Those old chicks were checking me out. They might have been offended, but they were They're looking at that haircut and getting nostalgic. (laughs) 
Why not? Listen, you've got to be able, you've got to be able to to have at least a little fun because if you take this so seriously, I got news for you. You're going to walk around oh, and be man. very, very depressed. That's, that's another thing that's affecting society. Are you looking at the people around you? I mean, at the grocery store. I mean, these are <sighs> lifeless, hopeless. This is how. The, the the Soviets must have looked in line. Well, they waited for the three hour bread. You ever seen the movie They Live with no. Rowdy Roddy Piper, where he has? He I'm has proud a, to say I haven't. He oh, it's a great movie. <laughs> right, he has right. a set of glasses. Yeah, and uh, when he looks, he 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 sees these aliens mm-hmm. uh, who are dressed up as corporate types. Right, they're, yeah. they're, they're these monsters, but only he can see them with these glasses on. Every time I go into a grocery store, I feel like Rowdy Roddy Piper. Yeah, it's just it's just every time I, I mean, anytime you go anywhere now that you have society in general, I was reading before we went on Tom Hanks. If you don't wear the mask, I have no respect for you. Who cares? Tom Hanks. I never liked you. I like Forrest Gump. Guess what? Tom Hanks like doesn't like know the, who I am. Tom Hanks so he doesn't a, have any respect for me anyway. On, are you? Cares? <laughs> why is the why? That's a that Mr. Rogers movie was great. I didn't even see it. But the, I have respect for Tom Hanks because I know who he is, it's and a, I like his work. It's an interesting human flaw <laughs> where we want the opinion of meaningless people. Yeah. It's, a, it, it's truly... Well, that's the basis of social media, isn't it? You know, you wonder how America has given away all their freedoms, and you realize it's because strangers were trying to please other strangers rather than people standing up for their own self and their own freedoms. It's a psychological collapse and an intellectual failure on the part of America as you see us in the year 2020 living in a fashion that would have made the people who came up with the idea of America sick. They would have killed us. Can you imagine talking to a founding father about this whole, pick a topic in society today. The idea of the ability of a government to shut us down. These are people that went to war over taxes. On a breakfast beverage. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> they went to war over taxes on a breakfast breakfast. That's perfect. And I mean, there were other things. That was the the straw that broke the back. But if you if you realize and you look at the people who live in million dollar houses, half million dollar houses, have their lives a kind of freedom and luxury that these founders never would have imagined. Well, the and, half million dollar house. If you're living on the north side of Chicago and you're in a half million dollar house, you've got a two bedroom bungalow. Yeah, but I mean, these and are, it's not worth it. We were founded by guys that lived in barns, right? And you know, you look at they would be so appalled at our willingness to become slaves to a government that has never succeeded. I don't think they'd be surprised though. Hey, if this ever stops working, you, you need to you need to redo it. Yeah, and. and I think they. I must they, have missed that section. Would you paraphrase? Well, that? but you know, it's. Yeah. it's I did it with Socrates er, it's earlier. In the, it's, it's in fine. the Declaration of Independence, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's only going to last for the people that understand it. And, and and it's a sad state statement. And it's the reality is, we don't want it. We don't appreciate it. Yeah. We don't intellectually understand it. And we are literally calling for the government overthrow of us. And we're only fifteen years from a point in which we did understand it. That's. Yeah. That's truly, I mean. They, well, that's, you know, what do you got? Uh, 1% of World War II veterans are still alive. Thank God they don't have to live through this. There's going to be a point very soon in which there's none left. They fought the Nazis to become the Nazis. The last two little raider died Sad. last year. We'll be back after this. Thank you so much. This is the Liberty Hour. My name is Sean Thompson. The only difference is I'm not live. 
but you'll enjoy it just the same. And you'll also enjoy the fact I'm in Florida walking around with a sunburn. Welcome back to the Liberty Hour, taped from the Elmhurst Cigar House. Prior to me going to the headquarters of the Liberty Real Estate Services, i got to figure out how to work in hightidecream.com. Well, you just did. All right. Fair enough. Well, listen, I have to have three jobs. I have to work. Because you know what? I'm a capitalist, and I refuse welfare. Well, you have four jobs. Yeah, I do. I do. That other one is the one that really bad pay. <laughs> yeah, really bad pay and a lot, not a lot of benefits. Um, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I, but it's uh, it's interesting to see your to raise kids in this time. Yeah. And I think so many of us are under the impression that liberty and freedom in America will take care of itself when the reality is it doesn't, and it's imploding. And yeah, I listen, I get it, and yeah, we got to win in November, but sooner or later, we're not going to. Sooner or later, there will be an Obama, and the sad part is Republicans are making Obama look conservative lately. Yeah. And the other thing is the reality of, of us losing to one of these moron socialists, corporatists, corrupt Democrats is going to happen in America. Again, we're not going to run the table. And it I can't, I don't know of a party that's arguing to reestablish America. I mean, I know that there's parties that want to philosophically go against the idea of America to reestablish America. Right. But yeah. who's arguing for the reestablishment of your individuality? Well, as far as a party, right, um, I would say that libertarian voters are arguing for that. But their party nominates ridiculous people. Well, you know, it's funny you mentioned it. I had so a, it's, it, you know, and they don't effectively make the case. I had uh, two guys from the Libertarian Party come in here yesterday. I didn't even tell you this. No, you didn't. And um, they want we're going to interview the vice president candidate and the presidential candidate. I'm setting it up now. Cool. And in fact, it may take place with the vice presidential candidate on the 19th. And you know, I get that. I don't know that much about these particular candidates, but. You know, they seem like they're nice people. They're a lot better than McAfee and that other Buffon Johnson. Well, and where else are you hearing or seeing them? But they're not getting a platform. Well, here's the other thing. The media is invested in a two-party system. So if you can't gain ground now, if oh. you can't substantially grab a, an aspect of the population now, you're just never. Quit. It's yeah. just, just not going to happen. You know, and it's hard to say that to these guys. They're young guys, optimists, as, all, their first mistake. as all Americans used to be. Right? All Americans used to be optimists. Entrepreneurs are optimists. Capitalists are optimists. You know who's not optimistic are socialists. And you could see it in the rhetoric today. But, you know, it's hard for me. It, you know, I'm 52 now. And uh, I've been around this for a while. I've been fighting this fight. I was early on through that phase where we weren't fighting the fight. Now you're fighting the fight and you realize the futility in denting a system built on this kind of corruption and corporatism. So it's 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 hard to look at these kids and say, well, you know, I want you to do well. But the reality is you're like Willie Wilson writing a five million dollar check to yourself. It's uh, right. it's throwing away your time and you, money. You really are wasting your time. at that. You know, it's sad, it's sad. And I don't mean that in a disparaging way. I want to see them gain speed, but they seem to shoot themselves in the foot because they can't wrap the philosophy into the reality of our lives. Right. Or at least effectively communicate it. And I'll, I'll, I'm going to give you a really good example because, as you know, when you're an American, when you believe in absolute individuality and freedom, you, you, you're, you're really a liberal. That's yeah. what 
the old Republican Party was before it was bastardized by popul- populists in the 19th century, and then again in the 21st. Yeah. That's what the old liberal was arguing for, the freedom versus the collectivism. And when you implement that towards certain policies, they lose ground because they are so unrealistic in the implementation of it. And when we get back, we got to go to commercial break. I'm going to talk about the biggest failure of the Libertarian Party that they can't wrap their head around, and it's the idea of what is immigration, how does it look, and why are we supposed to be a sovereign nation? This is the Liberty Hour. Here's your host, Sean Thompson, on AM560, The Answer. Everybody knows that the days are loaded. Everybody rolls. Welcome back to the Liberty Hour. Taped at the Elmer Cigar House on a Wednesday. Doesn't matter because the problems, they're going to be the same on Sunday night because they're the same as they were 140 years ago. It's another way I know you're old, yeah. other than the hair and you. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're not taping anything. Oh, no? No, there's no tape involved. Is this on the World Wide Web? This is uh, not on the well. It's it's being streamed on the World Wide. Yeah, web. look at that, huh? But, Wide uh, web. Why do we ever stop calling it World Wide Web? Because you're old. Was it George Bush? Was it George Bush? It's Pete the Russian, my customer. We, we've got some uh, yeah. audience members here. Just one, one loyal customer. He's the only one I could tolerate. <laughs> I have a tendency to throw everyone else out, and I only tolerate him because he lets me state the obvious. He's ugly. Um, so we go. <laughs> Is that why you tolerate me as so, well? Yeah, sure. Yeah, why well. not? But um. In regards to the Libertarian Party, this is an important thing because as I was listening to these guys yesterday, who I liked very much, they have this this notion that you can somehow be a sovereign nation without being a sovereign nation. And that's wrong. I'm for a streamlined immigration process, and I think it is the point of America. America is not a place, it's an idea. I'm for a streamlined. See, but they corrupted citizenship. With welfare. So you can't have it both ways, right? Well, but now they're undoing that because they're they're issuing benefits to people who aren't citizens. (laughs) I don't know if that's undoing it or just really doing it. No, I think that's undoing it because they're taking away their own argument, right? But but they don't want streamlined citizenship. They want a campaign issue. Yes. And the reality is, in America, what destroyed immigration, what destroyed America and, and, and really was the slice the Achilles tendon of freedom was a welfare system. So until you fix a welfare system, until you say to immigrants, we love you here, please come over. But for two generations, you will not qualify for any social programs. You're not fixing anything, but that's how you fix it. Right. It's really that simple. We give you an option. Here's the option. You come here and you do not qualify for two generations for any welfare programs, including school. Or you come here, well, you join the military for 15 years, and you get the social program. 15 years? Yeah. I want skin in the game, baby. That's almost one war. Come on. Listen, when you, when you, when you, I say military, you think of SEAL Team 6. No. The reality of military are guys built like you in a motor pool trying to figure out how to steal parts. Well. That's the reality. We're not trying to figure out I mean, how to steal parts. I, I know We're we want to wrap parts. a flag and put everybody on SEAL Team 6 in the American Legion, right. but the reality is... 90% of military itself can't do it's a sit-up if I tied a yeah. 20 to their shoe. Well, I, I don't think that's accurate, oh, but all right. Come on. 
these fatties, they're everywhere. I'll tell you, though, talking about the military, um, what's the recruiting base for the military these days? Is it is it these? these I could make more on welfare than I could in the military. You know, if you look little marshmallow soft kids that, that we're raising right now. You know, how did they? How did they go eesh. through uh, drill instructor school? They make them play PlayStation. Oh, they made it. They made it kinder. They play PlayStation. Oh, they made right? it. I was talking to my best friend. He's he's a three tour Iraq vet. He was in the Marines. Um, literally signed his papers for the Marine Corps September tenth, two thousand one. Not a joke. Um, next day he was feeling a little bit like, Hey, all I wanted was college. Um, <laughs> but yeah, three tour rock vet. And he came back and he was, he was talking to some of the guys who had gone back in, who guys, some of the guys who were doing training and they've softened it. They've got cards that they can put, Oh, I need a rest and all that. I mean, you, there is no full metal jacket and, and that's probably a good thing, right? You need a middle ground, but there well, is, there is no, uh, uh, you know, Sergeant Hartman. I'm the there first. There is no, uh, I'm, I'm the first one in my family not to be a Marine. Yeah, and I I joined and they came and I talked me out of it. I don't know if I told you that whole story, but my dad was in the Marines. Yeah, in 1959 to 62. So he was in Korea. No, he missed it. Okay. He, he has his paperwork to go to uh, Cuba. He was supposed to go to the Bay of Pigs. Oh, okay. He shattered his ankle on a on a training mission because back then, the training was ferocious. Real. He had yeah. guys dying. Yeah. You know, and that's you how still he. Do sometimes, that's how he lived. Like that's that. how I was raised as a kid. You know, yeah. just, that's half the reason my mother was like, "Get out!" <laughs> right. But the reality is, it was a different kind of military, and it was after Vietnam when they, I think, a mother sued the drill instructor, and I want to say it was the Marine Corps. I kind of remember this. It was in the mid to early seventies. Her son was killed in in basic training, and she sued, and they took a different approach. They couldn't touch you then after that. But that being said, I right. mean, if you're a SEAL today, you're you're an animal. I mean, it's it's insane. Well, buds is control. Yeah, that's but not that's basic. also special services. I'd I'd be curious to see. You know, I'm not saying it's easy, but I am saying it's easier than it used to be. Easier but there, than it, it used to be. the reality is, you, you should get something for it. To me, that's the only part of society that should get some benefits. They actually gave their time. They shouldn't be prisoners. I'm against the draft. I am for rewarding patriotic service. Yeah. There's no question about it. So that should be the avenue to fast-track immigration. It should be the avenue to the only part of our society with benefits. And through that incentivizing that, you'll get a better caliber of person going to it. Yep. You'll get a better citizen for it. The reality is, I'm in the real world, kid. I'd much rather have an immigrant worker on my house than a union one. Oh, yeah. There's not even a question. No, not even close. So there's a reality and there's a theory. And where the libertarians lose ground is they can't marry the two. Right. And that's a, ba a big problem. Well, and lately they can't even express the theory. Correct. So if you're going to, you know, you, if, you, if you're going to argue for the legalization of drugs, then argue with it with the principle at hand and the reality of, of, of our failure at hand. Because one thing that doesn't get talked about in these shooting galleries that are called ghettos, that are inner cities, is the cost. Everyone talks about the health care, health care, health care for all. Why do you think that is? Do you know what the cost of the health care is for these shooting victims? The tally from a Chicago weekend, as far as a medical expense, is in the billions. There's no question in my mind. You shoot 107 people. Can you imagine what those medical costs are for 107 shootings? let alone the costs for housing the, the criminals in general. So if you're going to talk about it from a libertarian standpoint, 
Never forget the failure we're actually living in and the amounts of money we spend to pretend we don't have a backdoor legalization anyway. Right. That's and, and, and you know, last night, big news story all over ABC and NBC, pot dispensaries, 18% growth month over month in the COVID shutdown. Gee, that's the government re- being rewarded for drug dealing yeah, that we pretend was, is illegal on the south side. It was essential. I mean, the, the, the stupidity involved in our reality as we pretend to be American. We're nothing like America anymore. Well, that's I, the, I have a real problem even saying it. Well, that's the perfect depiction of the sort of mob politics we talk about, right? Is that it's not okay unless the government's getting its cut, right? Cut me in so, or cut it out. That's an old right. mobster saying from my neighborhood. And that's, cut that's me in or cut it out. So, you know, it's the same philosophy, just different uh, structure. I never thought I would be extorted by guys in Brooks Brothers suits. I knew I'd be extorted. I grew up in Melrose Park. I didn't think I'd be extorted from nerds with side parts, unattractive wives, and cheap boxy suits. Right. You expected I mean, Give me the whole tips. theater. You I want the, the Tony Montana. The, uh, greasy hair. Yeah, and, yeah, give me the hot wife. Shake me down. Let me know my money's going to keep her entertained. Way too much makeup on. Yeah. The idea. I got <laughs> Kathleen Willis shaking me down. She looks like you in a house coat. Have you seen Kathleen Willis? Uh, yeah, she's Google her. my rep. Is she your rep? Yeah. That's the best. No one heard of her. Mike Madigan gives her the pass. She's on the sign in all these mobbed up neighborhoods. Vote Kathleen Willis. And all this step and fetch. Give me my pension. Democrats pull the lever. Well, and, and give me your guns. That's that's, oh, that's, that's her really whole where she has made the name is, yeah. is I'm going to take your guns. And it's like, well, okay, well, why don't you start where people are getting shot? Oh, no, 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 no. On one hand, I'm mad the gun was even invented. I really am. Give me a battle axe and a rubber mallet. Well, that's where my people came. I'll show from. you, President. You know, president. We're, 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 you got a little bit of Viking in you. Yeah. You know, yeah. we. Uh, I'm. I fit the bill a little bit more. I'm angry and in the mood to fool around all the time. You it's know, a very hard. You'll be in the back peeling potatoes. Sure, sure. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> you kidding me? The reality of our hopelessness is sometimes overwhelming. Unless you're headed to South Florida, that's Aye. how you get over it all. And I'll tell you what, the heat. You know, this is this is ugly hot. Yeah, Illinois is ugly. This last week has sucked. Dirty bo air hot. Bo air. It's bo air. Am I the <laughs> only one that smells bo in the air? That sounds like the best airline ever. It's terrible. Bo air. Bo air. Yeah, why not? But when you're there, that sea freshness in the air, mm. the crisp breeze off the ocean—that's living, kid. And that sun, you don't need much of it. I'm like George Hamilton after like 30 minutes. Yeah. Because of HighTightSkinCream.com. No talent washed up. See what I did there? HighTightSkinCream.com. Yeah, I was trying yeah. to ignore it. We're launching all new products, by the way. In fact, I got a meeting after we wrap this up with my high tight people. Got a bunch of new products hitting this line. So check it out. Got to give you some for your wife. Why? Because you're not going to use beauty care products. Have you seen yourself? I. You don't think I should use beauty care products? I think you need a magician, not a beautician. Well, see, that's why I wear a mask. Speaking of ugly, have you seen that girl from Chicago that's in charge of this COVID thing? I think no. it's a girl. Well, let me tell you something. My dog goes to the TV and sniffs her head. <laughs> that's how bad it is. We'll be back after this. You are listening to the Liberty Hour. Just this is a pre-recording. If you care to participate in the show, you're going to have to wait till I'm there live. This is the Liberty Hour. 
All of a sudden, it's getting busy here at the Elmer Cigar House during our recording. You got Al? Al's my guy, veteran. He's good. He missed our whole veteran segment. He would have wow. loved it. Oh, yeah. Pete, how's the coffee? Delicious. You know what the key is, Macbeth, to good coffee? Hmm. A little cinnamon. Don't tell anybody that. Cinnamon, huh? A little sprinkle of cinnamon. Good thing this won't air on the radio or anything. It's my secret. But I won't tell anybody. But the people out there who have stopped over at the cigar house, they will tell you. I have the best free coffee in the cigar world. And the only free coffee in the cigar world. Sure. Very good. And uh, what we like to do here during our show is we are, during my, my regular day at the Cigar House, is yeah. we talk about these issues. You know why? Everybody should be talking about these issues. That's why I love about talk radio. It has a purpose. It has a meaning. <laughs> and uh, you can smoke if you have the right area. Yeah. One of the few places to still smoke. Yeah. Indoors. That's kind of a freedom issue. It that, pretty much is this place and my garage. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah, I offered the garage. Yeah, you know what? We, I just, uh, there was nothing I was able to do last night. No, don't worry about so, it. It's fine. It's fine. The later, the closer to Sunday, the better. I wish we could do it live on Sunday. I really do because I love the calls. I love the perspective from the listeners. I love the debate. You know, that's half the reason I even have the cigar store. I, there's no money in cigars. You, I'm taking a bath here. But, the reality is I love the debate. I love the camaraderie. I love that aspect of what we stand for as Americans, as opposed to 90% now that are calling for a hybrid government collectivism in control of everybody. I'm sickened by the reality in 2020, I've got used-to-be Republicans demanding I subjugate myself to the government and strap on a diaper on my face, and they pretend that somehow I'm helping my fellow citizen. When, in fact, what I'm doing is showing my fellow citizen, I'm a slave like you. I mean, really, I'm sorry, I feel that way. Because if you look at these COVID numbers, if you look at the death rate down 27% in 60 days, if you look at the reality and the infinitesimal death percentage in comparison to the population, yeah, this is no excuse that take away people's lives well let's stop on that for a minute right because if you look at the numbers out of texas and florida and arizona all these places where liberals said oh you know it's it's they're they're booming and all this careless policy and all this other stuff the death rates are still falling right the mortality rates are still falling hospitals are not overwhelmed except in places like uh, uh you know there's a few in houston and a lot of places along the border because california where, where they never release the the chokehold on their people well, and there's people coming in from mexico for treatment which is fine, but that's why a lot of these hospitals are seeing higher numbers of hospitalizations. Here's the thing. It's proving what we've said all along, which is if you're healthy and you're not 80, you're probably going to be fine. Sure. The reason these cases are going up is because people are going back to work. And, yes, people are getting sick, technically, right? They're testing positive. But a lot of these people aren't having any symptoms. They're not going to the hospital. They're not getting pneumonia. And the reason is because young, healthy people shouldn't have been locked up in the first place. Exactly we could have been doing this in April. We could have been making our way toward herd immunity. We could have been taking care of all of this. We could have had baseball up and running by now. We could have had all these things that we want, especially the superficial ones. But the biggest no. mistake in American history is this. The biggest mistake in American history. And instead of them correcting it, they're actually talking about doing it again. And it has steam. And you know in Illinois, Pugsley is going to do it. There's no question about it. Well, anything that can reinforce the, the power that they take. 
it's 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 mind boggling that Illinoisans are waiting with bated breath to find out if their businesses are going to be shut down again. When the attitude should be, you're not shutting anybody down. I mean, it, it, it it's disheartening to see your fellow citizens. That's what I loved about AM560, the answer. We would have those get-togethers three times, twice a year. Everybody would come around and you'd say, geez, I'm not alone. I'm not alone. There are other people like me. There are people who don't want to be on the nipple of society, who don't want to be on the whip of society. Right. There are people who want to be Americans. And you realize I'm getting harassed, especially on Twitter, by fellow used to be conservatives that refuse yeah. to look at the numbers, refuse to admit that this is a flu, refuse to admit I was voted the worst human being in America. Wasn't that true, Pete, here uh, last week? Second worst? Um, because I said old people die. You know, you know, it's a sad thing. I've seen it. I had a, I, I have a dear family it member. I have a dear family, family member who I love, my wife's family. Yeah. Her name is Roseanne Masucci. She's a wonderful woman. She just died today. Sorry, yeah. She was a wonderful person and young. She wasn't old. She had fought cancer for 30 years. Wow. She had been of, of you know, ill health, and she never complained. I never saw her in a bad mood. I'd see her at family gatherings. That's I loved this school. She died, but the, the not even the religious aspect of me. She's not suffering either. She's not fighting either. She Granted, she doesn't get to see her kids who she cherished. It's a terrible scenario, but that's what we're born to do is to die. Everyone does it. It's what you do in the middle. And this woman had an interesting, fantastic life and raised two beautiful kids. She has nothing to be ashamed of. It would have been wonderful if she would have lasted another 20 years, like my mother, like your mother, like everybody out there who's had relatives die. I can't think of using their death as an excuse to take away a stranger's freedom for any reason. Right. On a philosophical level, it is just wrong. I'm not helping people by imprisoning them. I'm not. Yeah. I don't know why government feels different. We, we had a best of last week, right? How and, do you do? And I have no idea. I didn't listen. All right. Um, but we had a best of last week. And the reason was we were going to record last Friday. Yeah. And then you, you, had a, you were a pallbearer at a funeral. So we didn't. Yeah. Right? I got there late. I didn't catch the pallbearer. But I, I love her. You didn't have to admit that. Yeah, but I you love her. I got there late. Go. I got a little family thing going on. I got there late. At the, I came right as they were taking her out. And she was my buddy's mother. Her name was Carol DeMarco. Not only are you the second worst person in America, your excuses are the second yeah, worst excuses terrible. in America. And I, you know, I, I, I hate myself for getting there late, but I love I love my, my friend and my experience with that woman. And yeah. like many women who, who, who go at an old age, it still feels too young. It always feels too right. young because we're selfish. Right. If we look at it from a, the aspect of here are here are Americans and here are uh, are people who lived a good life and have to die. Yeah. I it's a sad thing, but it's a necessary thing. It's what we're here to do. And it's then, how you justify living. It's why you should use that as an excuse to never sacrifice your freedom, not for an hour, right. let alone for a month. We've given up our lives for three months. All of us will never get that time back. All yeah. of us. It's outrageous that we let that happen. And we let it happen in the name of what? Virtue? Well, and It's the most immoral thing to happen. Add into that the fact that what did we hear all through the Obamacare debate, right? What did we hear all through this? Generational poverty is the single largest health, public health factor in the United States, right? That was the constant refrain. Generational poverty. You have to make it affordable. This, this, yeah. this. 
okay, well, so now you've doomed millions of families to generational poverty by destroying their businesses arbitrarily, but it's not a public health issue? Come on. This did more destruction than we can even fathom. Oh, and the ramifications. And we won't know for 10 years. And not only aren't they willing to admit that, they're literally going to do it again. Yeah. And as we see, you know, by the time this show airs, it's Wednesday. By the time this show airs on Sunday, they may have done it already. Yep. It's not because the reality is there are no rules. What we've learned over the course of the last few months is there are no rules for us. And don't forget that the rules. We are servants. The, the, the supposed rules that there are. We had the 30-day limit on the emergency powers when uh, back in March when, when Britsker violated that. Yeah. And then what do they do? Madigan went in and Madigan Cullerton went in and changed that so that the next time that wouldn't be an issue. And a judge ruled so last now, week that he doesn't have the power to do it, and no one cares. It's not no, reported. Nobody no cares. one's even talking about nobody it. Nobody cares, because it's still going to go up to another level of courts, and it's, it's going to take months and months and months. This will all be over by the time that gets settled So all courts. he has to do is just sign another 30 days and we're done? That's the point. How much? What's I don't know what it is, but if there's no thirty day limit, he can he can just re up it. He doesn't. It, there is no you know he had thirty day emergency powers, and then it was it was it. You had to have legislation at that point, which we didn't do. We just ignored that and kept on going. Right now it's just okay. Well, at the end of the you know at, at day twenty nine, if he goes, nah, I still feel like doing this. We get another thirty day. Man, oh man, I barely made it through the first one, and the way that I made it wasn't by taking welfare. I funded that loss. Yeah, and. uh I have to seriously consider, if it happens again, brother, this might be the last taping from the Elmer Cigar House. We're going to have to do it in the garage. Here's the good news. I will be bringing the old Elmer Cigar House cigars. That's the nice <laughs> thing about going out of business. I'll I won't have shelf. to buy a cigar for five <laughs> years, maybe more. So there, we can always make lemonade out of sour lemons. We will be back after these messages. I have to go get a customer walked out because he's going to buy a lot of cigars, and uh, at least I hope he is. And he walked out. We'll be back after this. This is the Liberty Hour. My name is Sean Thompson. The only difference is I'm not live. But you'll enjoy it just the same. And you'll also enjoy the fact I'm in Florida walking around with a sunburn. Welcome back to the Liberty Hour. How did you begin to come up with a getchy phrase for a recorded show? Uh, we're recording the show. <laughs> I'm Done. looking for a little more pizzazz. So supply some. I don't want to turn into Proft. Just angry and yelling and not taking my calls. I'm still irritated. You let me sit on hold. Dan Proft is a ball of pizzazz. What are you talking about? For somebody that smart he is. He really is. Yeah. You know, normally people that smart, you really... have no sense of humor. And, none. Yeah. And you, you know what? It's good with the women, too. Very unusual for somebody that smart. Could it be a cover? Oh, I wouldn't go there. No, no. It's uh, Unfortunately, he suffers from the affliction that I do. It's very expensive affliction, heterosexuality. Yes. Very expensive to be a heterosexual in this day and age. <laughs> I mean, you stand to lose a fortune at any given mistake on any given day. Or at least half of one. Although he was smart enough never to get married. I have another friend of mine. That's just the kind of smart I just... I hate it because I'm envious of it. I feel like a socialist. I hate it because I'm envious, and I didn't do it. In fact, that is the definition of socialism. Stay single. <laughs> yeah. Although I have a wonderful wife and two beautiful kids. Well, that's that's what we should be talking about, though. You alluded to it earlier, right? Your kids are sort of high school, college age. I got a freshman, or should be a sophomore in college. 
We don't know. I get reality a, is I get we a, don't know if she's going back. Fourth grader, my little guy is going to be three. That's in the, the fall. best time. And well, but here's the thing: when you, when you're talking about the current American climate, yeah, yeah, if you will, um, you know, my kid's pretty bright, and she's 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 uh, brilliant. She's got you know a good head on her shoulders. As she far loves as this show. Sense of things she hears, things she watches the news with me sometimes, and she'll turn to me and say, "How can they just shut down people's businesses?" And it's like, you know what? I, I'm, I'm actually proud of this kid. Yeah, she's never going to be a Democrat. Yeah. She already showed signs she's not going to be a Democrat. <laughs> you never know. Yeah. But the, the point is that, it, you know, you faced a certain amount of challenges. You know, your kids were probably growing up, what, the late 90s, early 2000s or whatever. When they were well, growing. no, I didn't have her until she was in 2001. So it's, okay, you know, so 2000. that's 2000s. So that's, you know, we oh. were still sort of a common sense place. Yeah, but it was then. the beginning. Yes. In fact, it was my, my daughters faced that movement that i caught on real early how schools and even private schools by the way oh yeah we're in a big hurry and a push to diagnose kids with attention ADD. deficit disorder i was one of those kids you know and can and i tell you something just as a word of warning to everybody out there they put me on ritalin and i didn't take it i sold it okay nice. and then i didn't improve because i had no motivation right yeah, and then they then they put me on adderall and i took the adderall and i liked it and then I started doing cocaine, and Adderall was my gateway drug. So if anybody's out there thinking about putting your kid wow. on Adderall, think again. It's an interesting story. That is you know, I've never done drugs. Yeah, I know. I find it's that hard weird, to believe given your mental state. You know why I didn't do it? I was lucky enough to be raised by uh, a common sense group of people, and they basically said, if you don't have respect for yourself, no one's going to have respect for you. That's right. And that stuck with me. And my mother would say one thing when I left the house. Have respect for yourself. And then I would, you know, a couple of Chevises and women around, and I threw it all away. But I never did it to the point of drugs. And then you end up wearing pink shorts. These are, these are, those are salmon. They're salmon. They're yeah. salmon shorts. They look great. Um, but, you know, it's, and that's what I told my kids. Just have respect for yourself. And you don't know if they're going to listen. And, you know, parents that, my kid's the best and they're the smartest. You're liars. Yeah, you're liars. Don't. You don't know and you don't care. Nope. Because nobody's kid is the best. Kids are flawed, and they're well, supposed to be. Technically, there's one person whose kid is the best. Yes, that's true. Because somebody has to be. All right, fair enough. And even still, I don't like that kid. And I wouldn't leave my wallet Obviously, my around. kid. So yes, but um, <laughs> the thing is, you know, it it it's hard when you see what we're teaching our kids is how to be slaves. I mean, there's no better way to say it. And I saw the really hard push for it. From that 2005 to yeah, now, yep. that's when the real push for it came. And, you know, I went to I don't know how many meetings and I refused to yield to it. And it caused a riff, you know, for, for lack of intensive, uh, yeah. lack of another phrase. It, it, it caused a riff because, you know, my wife was like, maybe they're right. And I said, listen, you know, you know how many guys I know that are multimillionaires that would have been drugged out of their consciousness? Oh, man. Had they been kids today? I can tell you right now, I was lucky enough to always be around the opportunity because I put myself in it, so it wasn't really luck, but I was in the beginning in the boom of, of, of capitalism and entrepreneurship, and those are the guys that would have been put on ADD medication when they were kids. Yeah, your Elon I can think, I'm th talking to you, I'm thinking of 15 of them as we speak, yeah. and they're all very successful today because they explored what their mind wanted them to do. This well, idea we intoxicate people encouraged. and think it's good. Because they were encouraged to explore their mind and their creativity. Yeah, they weren't hampered. They weren't. They didn't have a system that was literally profiting from drugging them. 
and telling them they were privileged and they should give up what it's they have. It's insane what's happened to this country. It's like we looked at, at Europe and instead of saying, my word, are they morons, we said, let's try it. That's exactly what happened. It's, it's mind-boggling that we are in a system that we demand has the kids' best interest at heart as it produces what we call our reality. Yeah. That's called failure. You want to know why you should reject public schools? The public school system. Take a look at it. Go to Chicago. And don't point at the ones in Winnetka where you think it lives or think it's okay. Look at the real way it works, where the teachers are the best paid, where the students get the most money. Those are called ghettos. That's the reality of how it works. And well, it comes down to family, too, right? Like you said, when you left the house when you were a kid, your mom said, have some Yeah, but I didn't have a dad, so I don't jump but, on that bandwagon. Well, but that, that's, I mean, it, it comes down to family. You had family. Yeah, that's right? true. And, and if you don't have someone at home saying that, you know, if you don't have someone at home saying this is the way to be, you're, you're not going to get that from school. That's true. You just need one real good influence. You are listening to the Liberty Hour. Just this is a pre-recording. If you care to participate in the show, you're going to have to wait till I'm there live. This is the Liberty Hour. This, these are my favorite shows because I get to smoke cigars there. And um, we also have my regular customers. Yeah. And our dear friend, one of our dear customers, just told me he is involved with a young woman, which is refreshing in itself, yeah, that is a, a school sign. teacher. And they're going to find out very soon, public school teacher. Yeah. They're going to find out very soon. And I... Pretty much told them, buy her a buy her a sundress and a hat and some sunglasses. Because she's going on not, vacation. The unions control public schools to a large extent, and they're simply not going to allow opening. You know, because they're they're invested in the fear tactics of all the other despots. Now it's interesting when you think about it in the political aspect, because my knee jerk reaction is to think, well, Americans can't be this stupid, and they're going to oh, they're yes, going to vote against it. But the reality is, as I look around. And see all Have of you these ever met 300 pounders worried about their health all of a sudden with a diaper on their face. They could very easily justify keeping other kids home from school, keeping the money supply going to the teachers, who, by the way, finally the firemen have somebody to be envious of. The teacher. You know what I mean? These firemen on a day off, two days, all become gourmet chefs or or on the other end of the food spectrum, and they're just living like millionaires. It's nice to see them have competition. If I could just step back from my principles from once for one second. Yeah, there's a few there's a few houses where they're probably earning earning their money plenty. Yeah, the people paying for those people. There's a lot of uh yeah. there's a lot of uh foosball and- Sure. That's yeah. why if you have the, the, the perfect couple of multimillionaires known as the fireman and teacher couple, yeah. for once, the wife could say, ha-ha, now I get to stay home and collect the check. I got a buddy who's a fireman. He's not in <laughs> Chicago. He's uh, he's in New York, but uh, he's a fireman, and uh, and his wife is also making decent money, and he yeah. goes, look, I got the best part-time job on earth. It is <laughs> the best part-time job. You know, that's only, pretty much it. It's a very unique thing. 70% of this country has volunteer firemen. Yeah. Only in these Democrat yeah, mafia or rural protection hubs. Di- districts. And yeah. Stuff, yeah. Only in these Democrat mafia hubs are they paid like neurosurgeons. That's the hardest part to 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 wrap your head around. Now, listen, I get it. And if you run into a building, yes, it's very... Vi- but, I mean... Yeah, you need firemen. You need them. But do we have to pay them like they were investment bankers? I think maybe you could make a case for doing that if you weren't paying the teachers better. 
Oh, I like that. You know. Well, I'll go for the firemen over to teachers. Yeah, absolutely. All right, see that we can agree on social engineering projects. Yeah. Oh, let's. I say you and I. Let's make blanket policy for everybody. Now, see, here's the thing too about <laughs> cops. I agree. I think we should just get you, give me thirty days. We'll straighten all this out. <laughs> I think the cops are I'll bring interesting. A calculator. I've been calling for a privatization of law enforcement for years, and I've been calling of that because I have been aware very early on for the last thirty years how much money cities and municipalities pay to people who are harassed those those suits go on yes and those checks get written there's a division in chicago that just writes checks to scam artists you're thinking having more like the doctor's model where you have malpractice just happens yeah and then you get the people off of it and this way you'd have companies that would be incentivized to not have bad police so rather than this ridiculous chanting of defund no no i think it's wrong i think it's restructured well, it, in, if you're talking about a lack of training, right, and, and all that, you need more funding, right? Yeah. Average cop spends, I, I think, hours uh, for every two months in training. And some little portion of that is sort of hand-to-hand combatants, right? And yeah. when you see these videos of, uh, and then it's not always the case, but when you see a lot of these videos of somebody all of a sudden in a traffic stop tries to go for the cop's gun, more often than not, you see these cops panicking. Yeah, and and because they're not used to, they they're not trained for that situation. If you see somebody in a, you know, let's say a judo guy, right, and he's in a judo well, match, somebody puts his hand on that guy in a judo match, he doesn't go, oh god, what do I do? Yeah, he does no, the he's already Seagal. trained. Yeah. He knows what to do. He knows his moves. If you have these cops that are trained, like ninety percent of the time, they won't pull their gun because they won't have to. But a private company could mitigate that better. I'm sorry, they yes. could. A private company would that be incentivized. That's true of pretty much every. And level you know what my proof is? Blackwater. Yeah. Blackwater is a far more efficient fighting force yeah. than our military. Yeah. They actually make money. Or what was the one that, that used to be called, the one in South Africa? Uh, they did horrible things, but they were extremely efficient. Uh, was it was executive <laughs> did order. horrible things executive, and were efficient, like Stalin. Was executive action or something like that, whatever the name of the place was, right? They, they would be hired by these Central African nations to go in and take out these warlords, yeah. and they would do it in 24 to 48 hours. They would completely dismantle these organizations. Yeah. And and it was because they didn't have to deal with the politics of it, right? They got hired, they came in, they did a job, they went home. There was nobody there to privatize protest the police them and everything else. Instead of instead of defund, which is a moronic statement, yeah. privatize. Let's well, make then, them let's make them actually profitable by doing good police work. But then do you do you Could add, the murder clear rate be worse than Chicago? But then is it like ambulances where you call for an ambulance and three different companies show up trying to get I'll tell you what, because that could the best ambulance problem. in the business is a privately owned company. Yes. But in Illinois, it's Superior Ambulance. That, also, the best, that also creates another problem, though, when you're talking about policing. With an ambulance, okay, you get in one ambulance, that's it, right? But if, if two different or three different oh, I like where this is going. show up at yeah, your like house. Yeah, like bounty hunters. Then, then what are they now shooting at each other to try to get the, the, the invoice? And you I, pay you know. them, you bonus them. Per successful solved crime. I'm just saying you still have to divide jurisdiction. All right, I don't have a problem with yeah. that. Well, sure, you got to keep the Democrat mafia in, 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 in you know, you got to keep them flowing. Well, so you give Janulius a contract. That guy's in everything. Saying, right? Everybody's taking 10% off. The like contract. Obama's friends, they're investment bankers. Let them own security companies. What's the difference? We could pretend it doesn't happen, but they call that reality. This is the Liberty Hour. We'll be back after this. Thank you. 
This is the Liberty Hour. My name is Sean Thompson. The only difference is I'm not live. But you'll enjoy it just the same. And you'll also enjoy the fact I'm in Florida walking around with a sunburn. Welcome back to the Liberty Hour. Elmhurst Cigar House is packing up here. So we got to, uh, this is the last segment, I believe, right? It is. Yeah. So we got a customer with Bell's Palsy. I'll tell you, I didn't know you could still get that in this country. Well, I think. uh, Is that a virus? Is that a pandemic? Ooh. We better shut down. Tell you what, we get two other guys in here with Bell's Palsy. We got ourselves a pandemic. We could shut down this town. That's right. Why not? That's right. We're going to stop the trains from running. At Bell's Palsy, it's my favorite of all diseases, I've come to find out. Oh, really? Yeah, because it makes you look ridiculous for about a week. <laughs> so it's just a humbling of all, of all viruses. <laughs> Jeez. I'm glad he's laughing. Yeah. Because I am. Yeah, you got to have it. <laughs> so um, viruses, when does this get... Yeah. Don't the numbers eventually get recalibrated so that it's put in the in the right category? I mean, so that we could stop right. making the case that the flu is just as deadly, even though the numbers prove that I'm absolutely right. Well, and, and or do we just call the flu a pandemic now? Well, but see, it's it's another case of just math, numbers. Math doesn't have an agenda, right? We're seeing. I think it was what 428 deaths yesterday. That's that's the lowest it's been since since before April began. It's down twenty seven percent in a month. And and the cases are, are are going up exponentially, right? In certain places. So okay, so either these people are actually getting sick or or they're not. Why and it, it seems like, like we said earlier, healthy people going back to work, some people contract it, most people are asymptomatic, and they're just not dying. Because those numbers are really a reflection of herd immunity. If more yes. people are tested positive but they're not sick, that's a good thing. That's Why isn't thing. that reported as good? You know, Florida and Texas, this is interesting. Florida, the entire state, has 50% of the deaths of Cook County, Illinois. Yes. The entire state. Florida's yeah. a big state. Florida's 22 million people. Texas, Texas has one-third the deaths of Cook County. Right. The whole state of Texas. And, the you know, to be devil's advocate, to say, oh, well, they're just now seeing the big numbers of infections that we saw. But they're not seeing the hospitalizations. Right. They're, They're not, not seeing, seeing the death. death. Isn't death the only thing that matters? And it's because they didn't lock up healthy people. You know, in Florida, they were open before pretty much everybody, right? Yeah. They'd open the beaches before we well, were. They even never open. shut them down on the West Coast. They laughed at you people. And, I laughed at you people. And You're still and laughing. I'm just who's here. going to the beach? Smart people. Well, who's going to the beach? The old people were walking around. Right. I'm the youngest guy. When they see me, they say, "Hi, young fella." That's why I go there. Right. And and where are those uh, piles of bodies? They're at home watching Matlock. Yeah, they're yeah. They're they're hoping their grandkids don't call. Right, but I got. I think I found because the they're going to ask for money if they do. There was uh, on Zero Hedge yesterday. There was an article a BLM teacher. I'm not sure what how they got their own teaching union this fast, but a Black Life Matter teacher says two plus two only equals four because of Western imperialism. <laughs> so how are you going to reason with these people? For God's sakes, huh, dummy? Two plus two, it, it's Western imperialism. If it wasn't for that, it would obviously be a case of uh, math. Okay, so I'm I'm going to change my stance on socialism now because of that statement. I'm going to say that the government should buy every single citizen an abacus. I agree. Right? I agree. It's because the only way to go. Two plus two only equals four if you have a brain. I agree. The nice thing about um, wrapping up this show, this tape show, is that it's simultaneous with the amount of people coming into the Elmhurst Cigar House, which is why I've got news for you. I've given this some thought. In the next shutdown, 
perhaps the answer will be not just for this business, but for all businesses to become a closed door business, meaning you just members go private only. club, members, members only. only. Yeah. Lock the door, and, and that's it. You want to be a member, you're a member. But stop selling to the public so you stop exposing yourself to the rules of the politicians that run the public. Because the reality is, this isn't a government of, for, and by the people. What, we're private clubs? Uh, we are servants to, to the government. We're private clubs? Who knows? Yeah. You know, it's like all these, these wannabe gangster towns throughout Chicagoland. They didn't miss a beat. They just put paper on the windows. Right. Those are how the Chicago Democrats work. Yeah. Scumbags that they are. I've had a great time. I hope you did. we probably be live next week, but not for sure. I have to go home. I have to go home. I have to go home. I have to go home.